Welcome to Wax Half Full, Season 2, Episode 4. I'm your host, Wax, here as always, my co-host, Ads. Also, producer Keith in the background, making sure everything sounds good and nice. Ads, how are you doing? I think we are... Did we get over the one-month mark exactly in Japan? How are we doing now? I think we are pretty much on the dot one month. A day. A day. In a day, it'll be one month. So, yeah. All right. Um, How are you feeling? What What are the updates in your life that have happened so far? It's been good, man. Um, right now, like the the biggest thing, the biggest change for me is getting internet. So I finally got an internet. So that's a fucking amazing thing to have, because I spent a ridiculous amount of money on a pocket Wi-Fi until now. Um, so that's good. The internet is about forty dollars a month, which is way cheaper than what I was paying in Australia for for worse internet. Um, I paid my first bill, so we got that out of the way. I feel like an adult now. <laughs> and I signed up for the gym. I don't know if I signed up for the gym in time for last week, but anyways, I signed up for the gym. I think I did, but now we can we can muscle up in the gym. Oh, I gotta ask you. Uh, I remember like a long time ago, maybe not a long time ago, but around ten years ago, people would rave about like how ahead Japan is in terms of internet. Like they'll just like wire a fi- uh, you know, fiber optics to your house and you get like a gazillion, you know, megabytes down and up. Is it no longer so high tech? Has like the rest of the world generally caught up now? Like, you can get like good fiber internet in most major cities now. I, I really don't know what the situation is. Um, so I live in like, I'm not in a major city by any means. I'm pretty far. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like living in a town of a hundred people, but it's a small, small town, small city, if you want to say. A very small city, big town kind of thing. Um, and so my apartment, obviously, like, I don't know who lived here before me, probably boomers who, like, just don't care about that shit. Like, don't care about, like, uh, fiber internet. So, so it was never installed for fiber internet. Um, so I had to call up NTT, who are, like, the people who install fiber, but they don't necessarily um, sell you internet. So they're, like, different, they're separate. And they came and installed it to my house. And I had to get, like, permission from my landlord because it's technically, fuck landlord, um, because it's technically, like, an installation process where they have to drill a hole in the wall, you know, pull a cable out, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't know if any other houses in my apartment, I'm not going to say complex, it's like six apartments, so it's not really a complex, but, like, small apartment building uh, have fiber and it made it easier for them. So I don't exactly know how hard it was or how diff- how easy it was for them to set up. But it, but it was pretty painless in terms of that. And then the actual fuckery happened with um with the settings that I had to go through um to to fix my router, which was like a three, four hour process. I was about to give up and just break my router in half. Um so that was great. In terms of the speeds, um let's check a speed test real quick. <laughs> Um, off, yeah, peak, I mean, off peak, I'm getting like, oh crap, do I have, um, I think I have, I have a VPN. I mean, regardless, it's, it's cheaper than, uh, it's cheaper and faster than whatever you had in Australia. Yeah. So currently I have a VPN on and I'm still getting like a hundred megs with a VPN, which is pretty insane. Let me just disconnect this VPN real quick. But yeah, it's, it's like a, I'd say off peak, it's like wow. five, 600 Some good megabits. Bit. Some some good dead air, just oh. running your uh, just running your no, speed no, no. test. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk over it, but um, yes, yeah, so I I think like during um during off peak it's like uh, maybe 400 500 megs, and then 200 megs right. upload, which is way higher than Australia. 
But in Australia, to get like over a hundred megabytes, you have to like sign up for a business plan and pay like a ridiculous fee, like two hundred dollars or some shit. All right. So so basically, it's it still holds that the uh, that legendary Japanese internet that that choke has just, the just against Australia. I think more than any, yeah. more than anything. Yeah, I guess so. I I have heard about fiber being becoming more commonly available in the U.S., but I'm not really sure how easily you can get outside major cities. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, you are, you were also talking about what is it? Oh, you're talking about gyms. So I guess that gyms is is a good way to get into our first topic. So, did you take a look at this article? That's so basically according to our favorite hold on, hold on. Before, websites. Before, before we get started, I just want to talk about gyms in Japan because I, I don't, right. even if I talked about gyms last week, I hadn't gone to the gym until Monday. Right. Um, do gyms in Japan so fucking clean? Um, you know, like just just like it's ridiculously clean. Like it's too clean to be a gym. I don't feel. I don't feel welcome. I feel I feel dirty walking into the gym. I feel like a gym needs a a certain amount of dirtiness to like feel like a gym. I don't know if that's just stupidity of me, but that's how I feel. Wait, wait, what's what's clean? The equipment, the people? Like, what are you the, what are you talking the, about? All of the above, like the equipment, everything. First off, everything's put back all the time. All right. Like every, everything gets put back. Um, so it's always where it should be. You're never like spending 30 minutes trying to look for this one um, specific bar that your gym has, but like that, that someone always takes and like puts in their fucking car or something. I don't know where it goes, but like the, whenever you need that like specific bar for the one time a month that you need it, it's never, never available, never be able to find it. Find it. Um, so everything's where it should be all the time. Everything, all the equipment's like pretty, it's, it's a brand new gym. So like it's expected, right? For it to be like the equipment to be nice. Um, I'm not a big fan of the machines. The machines are kind of weird, but I'm also like, I have like weird tastes in, like I'm very, like very picky about machines. There's a few of those machines that just don't feel nice to use, but they're, they're nice in appearance wise. And and like just the fact that people like wipe down their machines after every use, everyone always does that. It's just ridiculous. You'd never see that in Australia. Yeah. I, okay. I just, it's uh, too clean though. I don't feel like I'm in a gym. Like if for a gym environment, I need fucking plates everywhere. I need fucking chalk dust. Like I need somebody to have wrote, help me in chalk dust on the fucking mirrors. Like uh, that's what I need. I need. I need the music blaring. They play the music so quiet. And on TV, they don't just play like, um, they, they don't, half the time they're playing sumo wrestling. I, I think there's a sumo tournament going on now. Um, and then the other half time, they're just like playing like this soothing music. And it needs to be like, the music needs to be so loud you can't have a conversation with the person next to you. That's how a gym should be run. Wait, is Australian gym culture is uh, is it like we go to a small local gym that's very grimy? They don't have like big commercial chains there. Yeah, but even the commercial chains are grimy. <laughs> right. I feel like in my experience, like in the states, I feel like the commercial chains they maintain like some like minimum degree of like, hey, we're trying to like keep some decorum here. Obviously, you know, like people aren't, they're not going to rack all the weights all the time. They're not going to put stuff back in place all the time. But I do feel like uh, like a big chain has a, has a pretty okay chance of being like not the worst. Hmm. Maybe my, my um, chain was just a bad one. But the one I used to go to, I used to always go like at like 11 or 12 at night. So right after like the peak 7 to 10 p.m. time when people would come. So it's like at its worst. And there's no one, um, there's no workers at that time. Right, they only uh, staff the 
the place till like 6 p.m. or whatever, the, from like 10 to 6 or whatever. What, I don't know exactly remember the numbers at the time. But similar here, 10 to 7 p.m. is when there's an actual staff member on site. Um, but yeah, like after, once the staff, mem- when the staff members are there, usually like there is some level of, uh, you know, decorum, but, um, once the staff member is gone, like shit just hits the fan. And I, I, I just like, yeah, I used to actually, ironically enough, I used to pick up weights mid, like during my rest periods, I would just pick up weights and put them back in their spot. Wow. That is quite the uh, passive aggressive move. If you're just walking past the person who left it there. It, it's, it's no, no, it's empty. Like it's 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 empty at this time. Like when I come, like the gym is empty. Maybe like another two people are with me. Okay. Uh. So do you think do you stand out a lot? In the gym? <laughs> do you think like do you think like you are your presence there is incredibly uh like unusual? Am I the only guy in there? Yeah. For, I've okay. never seen anyone that's not a guy in there. Um, are, 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 are you are you the most jacked person there? I'm not. There's a dude that's jacked as fuck. There's two dudes. Yeah. That at the times I've gone, that are jacked as fuck. Um, they they like jack. They yeah, they're jacked as fuck. Um, but they like uh, they like training like more bodybuilding style. Whereas I just mainly dude. The other thing is training with a mask is fucking cancer. I I, I oh did I order? Oh fuck, I forgot to order. I was gonna order um like right now I'm just using the Uniqlo masks. I don't know if you've used those before. No, like, what, do they make, like, a special exercise match or something? No, no, it's not special. It's just a unique, it's just a unique mask for, like, everyday use. Um, right. And... So it's, not like, it's not, so it's not rated anything. It's just, like, a generic cloth mask? Yeah, yeah, generic cloth mask, uh, three layers, or whatever the fuck they originally recommended. Um, it's supposed to be, like, aerism to, like, cool you down or whatever. So it doesn't really... Yeah. not that good of a mask, but it's comfortable, which is the main thing. Um, but... It's not very good for um for w- working out. So I'm, I was supposed to order some Adidas um some Adidas masks, but I ran into a problem where they asked me for a verification code that went to my Australian number. Now I have to deal with that bullshit. So we'll deal with that today, I guess. All right. I didn't know that uh, uh Japan still had those indoor mask mandates in place. Oh, everyone wears a mask everywhere, like. Indoor, outdoor. I think yesterday they were like, you can not wear a mask outside if you're not talking. They're big. They're big on the don't talk thing. Hmm. Is that like a is that like a backtrack on previous policy because of the surge, or is that like a, they just never they just never stopped having this policy? What happened? The mask. I don't think it's it's a, there's no such thing as a mandate, right? There's no. I guess like private businesses can do what they want, and there is a there is a like please wear masks at the gym. The notification ah, okay okay when you walk in all right so but everyone wears okay, a mask so regardless all right the businesses want you to do that i see i saw maybe like two people in the whole time i was in tokyo that weren't wearing masks one was this like maybe 13 year old skateboarder on the train yeah. and the other was like this old as fuck dude who just was wearing a mask but under under his chin because there's like you know reasons Right. otherwise literally everybody would look even the kids like at school where like first grade second grade the kids were like fucking six and seven years old wear their masks all day perfectly so okay. I was, i'm not surprised well, at that yeah well in any case let's move on to our first topic of the day i guess now now you've been to japanese gyms for a while you have a little bit more background to talk about this so our favorite news source sora news 
recently reported that there uh one of the gym chains in Japan is opening a special location and it's going to be a one piece th- a one piece themed gym and uh it's not going to be a pop up or anything according to them this is going to be a permanently one piece themed gym not a special event not a temporary thing and uh they're apparently looking for trainers and uh, i'm not exactly sure whether or not the trainers they want the trainers to be pirate themed but considering that the entire gym is going to be pirate themed i imagine that uh, there will be something for the trainers as well, whether whether it's uh, uniforms, uniform, or, yeah, yeah, whether it's uniforms or whatever they have to say to, to people. I haven't watched One Piece, so I can't say what the tropes of the show are. So I don't know. Would you ever consider working at a gym, or or do you see the way people? Well, I guess this is a interesting question. If you see the way people treat uh, people workers at gyms in Australia, you might say no, but maybe in in uh, Japan, it, it might be more appealing. Um. Would I ever see myself? See, see, the thing with working in a gym, right? Like, unless it depends. Are you a, if you're like just a gym worker, then your job isn't really not a trainer, right? Like, your job is to like deal with customers who are coming up to sign up. Um, it's to like make sure the gym stays clean throughout the day. Maybe clean the toilets. Um, maybe like uh, check if there's like a problem with the machine or something like that. Deal with that. Um, that that kind of thing is your day to day job. Um, if you're a trainer, it's sometimes a trainer will also work at the gym as like a gym worker as well, um, an employee of the gym. Um, sometimes that that often happens. But trainers are like more people who like okay, so you, you like at my gym, I think there's only one trainer, but some some gyms have multiple trainers, <clears throat> and he has like his picture at the front of the gym, and it's like you know line chat whatever. These are my times that I'm available for, etc. Yada yada. And normally a trainer just comes to the gym at that certain time helps you train trains with you and then like assuming they're giving you money right they're going to take it somewhat seriously so i think the the meme in australia is you know never let your girlfriend have a guy trainer because that's how guy trainers pick up girls because you know <laughs> um i don't know if that that trope exists in japan but that's a definitely a trope in australia so w- would i be a gym trainer sure i think i'd i think my I, I don't have any um qualifications or anything like okay. a lot of gym trainers. All right, all right, all right. All right. That, that's that's good news because I actually did go to the site and I did check out the uh just the the hiring sheet and literally it's they, they try to make it as wide as possible. Like well, the the tweet itself says so, you know uh you know we're looking for people to take the seeds with us trainers <laughs> and it says uh, no experience requ- doesn't matter your experience doesn't matter your body type. So they, they really want to open it up to anyone. If you look at the like the hiring posts on whatever, what I imagine is, I don't know, Japanese LinkedIn, Japanese Craigslist, it also says a bunch of stuff like, yeah, it doesn't matter if you, you don't have to have any experience. You don't have to basically have any knowledge. We'll, we'll just train you to be a trainer. So I, so I found that in general to be a little bit suspicious. Like what's the, what's the quality of uh, training they're going to provide if they're willing to bring in random people off the street? Yeah, but, it's, that's but that's the thing. That's, that's the thing, right? Are you a trainer, like an actual trainer, or are you just an employee of the gym? There's a big difference. Oh uh, no, it's, it's actual trainer. It's an actual oh, right. trainer. They're bringing it. They're bringing you in, t- and they're training you to be a trainer. And uh, they're I, they've cast their net as broad as possible. They they have put no conditions on on experience or physical ability act to be or at that. So I, I find that to be a, bit, a little bit suspicious. But uh, I mean, there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think, this is far- I, I think that's, uh, yeah, strange. I, I, again, I don't know the, um, 
so technically the the in, in Australia I've seen trainers with like no real qualifications. Um yeah. but but like the actual like legit trainers will have some sort of um TAFE or like uh, tertiary education tra- training whether it being like nutrition or um you know um fitness like so some sort of um TAFE um, a course that they've done. Um the good people will have that done at the very least. And then obviously like for for a lot of this stuff it's just experience, right? But that being said, like being an experienced gym goer doesn't necessarily mean you're a good, you'd be a good trainer, right? It's like the same thing of like, you know, don't don't yeah. ask the physicists to come teach high school physics, right? Yeah, but but I don't I don't think these guys fucking care. I, I think well, these guys don't want it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not asking you whether you can be a good trainer. Uh, also, one of the things on hiring sheet is you don't have to be a core fan of One Piece to apply. So Damn. so basically, you don't have to know it. Yeah. They explicitly put that out there. It's like among their list of like, basically their qualification list is not like any actual qualification. It's a list of things you don't have to be just in case you were worried. <laughs> you don't need experience. You don't need to be a One Piece fan. Like you don't like need to be this age you, and you know, you don't need to be this gender. You can, you, you can just, just come in. Just, just, just apply. Just be a I living, mean, I, breathing person. No, just I mean, from a... that point. Yeah. I, mean, I imagine this, the selection process, you know, from that point, you know, it'll be a bit uh, more selective. You know, they'll, they'll go with the more, most qualified candidates. But I do, you do have to be suspicious when they're casting their nets so broadly. That is a little bit, uh, a little bit weird. Anyway, it's it, opening in 2023 in Shibuya. So uh, if you can get your affairs in order by then, maybe this is a possibility for you. Yeah, it's possible. Um, this is like a chain. So it's a chain gym that I'm making a like a one piece gym right so there's there's like normal versions of this gym around right is that right uh i don't know exactly wait and that's what i thought but now reading the article again i and i don't think so now now it looks like it's actually just a uh one-off gym that's me yeah okay i'm i'm interested to see uh okay so i was like bragman is such a weird term but apparently it's from one piece, no, uh, one piece yeah, yeah it's, it's actually yeah it's a reference from the anime, so okay. uh, and manga, <laughs> manga, whatever. Yeah, that was a weird like. Um, Again, like, it, it says you don't you don't have to you don't have to be a core fan to apply. It's okay. I'm I'm starting up One Piece today. I'm going to watch the thousand and something episodes, and I'll, I will apply by 2023. I'll be ready. Yeah. What? Uh, although I gotta say the the so the hourly is um what is it eleven hundred. Okay, what is the hourly here? It's twelve hundred to fifteen hundred yen per hour, which is I don't know. I don't know what minimum wage in Japan is, but it seems That's pretty damn close to it. Terrible. That's yeah. like as but, close but, to minimum wage as possible. But you, I, I think it also seems to suggest that you're trying to make most of your money off like private training. Uh, oh private yeah, training yeah. Teams, okay. Which okay. is kind of which is kind of how it works in the, in you know the other countries too. So basically, okay, yeah. yeah. So, so you get so, like a shitty base baseline, and it's up to you to try to get you know people to mm-hmm. hire you for a training class. Actually, okay. that's that's the shittiest part about going. To, that's what I hate about going to a like a like a big gym. Like there's always trainers who are trying to like sell you on shit. Like, oh, just please leave me alone. Oh, did that happen? Does that happen to you? Really? That never happened to me in Australia. If if, I mean, if maybe maybe it's because you look like you know what you're doing. Hey, maybe <laughs> if it ever happens, it happens like when you sign up at a, a gym. Like they're like, oh, by the way, the person who's signing up, is like, oh, by the way, if you need personal training, uh, you, uh, know, 
Oh wait, no. Maybe it's because you only you go at those late hours, like you said. If you go at like True. regular hours, there, there's like just traders roving around trying to like you know get some maybe. get their payday, basically. Okay, I, I mean, I, I can't blame them. Yeah, I checked what the minimum wage is in Japan. So it depends by prefecture, obviously. But the highest minimum wage in, in Japan is in Tokyo, and it's a thousand and forty-one yen an hour. Okay. So this is like literally minimum below wage. minimum wage. No, right. you said one thousand. You said eleven hundred yen, right? This is a thousand yen. It's like tw- yeah, it's, yeah. It's twelve. It says twelve hundred to fifteen hundred. Yeah, which is and the minimum wage is one thousand and forty-one. Oh, never mind. So it's slightly above. Wow, that's actually a lot. Uh, their minimum wage is a lot less than I thought. Oh, well, yeah, I, th- I thought it would be higher as well, especially in Tokyo. What the fuck? All right. All right. Uh, also, also, I have to ask you, uh, what do you think about the conventional wisdom, or maybe it's not conventional wisdom, that trainers, basically, uh, the purpose of trainers isn't so much to teach you shit, but just to keep you accountable and make sure you do the work. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think for most things, like, it's pretty obvious how to, like, I wouldn't say it's pretty obvious, because obviously, you know, there's countless videos on the internet to prove, prove me wrong with that statement. But for the most part, like a person with some decent amount of common sense, and the ability to access the internet, um, will figure out how to do most things by themselves, um, without a trainer. But the thing is, most people lack the self, self um, even just paying for, for, for a gym membership is cheap enough that some people will just write it off as a cost. Um, so yeah, I think a trainer beyond like helping you with like certain movements, like big compound movements, like a squat or a deadlift or a, or a bench, maybe an overhead press, depending what what your goals are. They're really not there to keep you on form, right? Like form is pretty obvious for most things, especially if you're like just a casual gym goer who's like mainly using machines, maybe squats a few times a week, very lightweights, not pushing for like any max maximal weights yeah i think that's true that a trainer is there to keep you accountable um give you meal plans if if that's something that they do that's something that a lot of people will struggle with like um having milk but again having a meal plan and like following that meal plan is a different story um and like you know helping with nutrition and also helping you with um you know gym routine or, or, like the problem for a lot of people is just going to the gym and being that person who you know, just like rocks up from like station to station, jumps in, like doesn't really have a plan of what they're doing. And it makes it like, first it's in, it's inefficient, right? Like you're wasting more time because you're like, hmm, what do I do next? You know, I think, but it also takes you in that, uh, it takes you, it takes time to build that confidence. And if you're like constantly switching with things, you're not gaining any confidence. So having a, having a trainer tell you like, yo, do this next. And then next we're doing this, taking out the thinking out of the gym makes people feel, I think, more comfortable going to the gym. All right, all right. It, it's uh, I feel like uh, you know, ads understands like what it is to be a trainer and has a good understanding of basic exercises. So I feel like uh, you'd be very qualified for this. I don't know how you would write that in the, uh, in the application, but you know, if you want to work like a terrible, uh, <laughs> a pretty terrible uh, minimum minimum wage job at a but hey, but you can work in Shibuya, so you know that, that's good. It's an improvement. Although I've also, said many a time, I don't want to work in Tokyo. Also, you, you got to also remember that uh, it's, uh, the upside is high, right? Theoretically, you know, you could be very much in demand. Like, you, you don't think that you sort of fit the theme? You have a little bit of a pirate vibe? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe. You know, like, yeah, yeah. You still, you're still rocking the long hair, right? Yeah, yeah, still. 
Yeah, if, if you like grew the facial hair out again and did something with your hair, you could have like a very much like a you know like a like a pirate vibe. I I, I think so anyway. Okay. Yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll look into that as I watch. Wow, you, you sound you sound insulted. It's I a do. No, because I'm not gonna fucking work at a one piece gym. The people. Okay. So first off, you gotta think who's gonna go to this one piece gym. We haven't considered that yet. Who are the clientele yeah. of this one piece gym? Like weebs. Uh, the Japanese weebs. The worst people. Can we, can we call? Can well, we call Keith, them that? Keith needs to jump can in we, here. Keith needs to jump in here. Can we? And explain why this is terrible. Because I know he has bad... Uh, I don't know if he's around. Does he have opinions on Japanese weebs? He has opinions on weebs and anime fans. Uh, weebs yeah, are the worst. I... And now think about gym well, going well, weebs. Well, mm, weebs are the second worst. <laughs> Gamers the worst? are the worst. <laughs> okay, but but can, can Japanese people inherently be weebs? I thought like part of being a weeb is uh, that you're not Japanese, according... but you're to juju the answer to that is yes in which case i'm not uh one to dispute yeah but juju's only like half japanese does he really have a say on this and i'm not at all japanese so how would i have more of a say than him it's true but juju doesn't live in japan and i do so i think we should take my opinion on this (laughs) (laughs) which is uh they can be weeps so we're on the same same vibe I don't. I don't know. The you second don't... worst uh, demographic. All right. So ads, no, no desire. You, you don't think you could uh, build some weeps for money for some training? Well, I don't, I get, uh, see, that's the thing, right? Like, is is somebody you don't, gonna? You don't think that would be. You don't think that would be better for you because, like, you could easily make some small talk about whatever anime you watched recently or whatever artist you listened to recently, and you could like create these good customer, these good client relationships, right? It sounds like a, it sounds like a good gig. I don't think I have good like client. Um, what do you call it? client management? Sorry, In- interpersonal skills. Yeah, I have no interpersonal <laughs> skills actually. I'm very bad at interpersonal dude, skills. But so dude, so would they dude, be if they're you, awake. You, you, Dude, you, you were a teacher for like years and you're a teacher now. You should do that without interpersonal that, skills. That's because the chi- I see the children as beneath me and therefore I don't need interpersonal skills because it's like inter-species skills. So, wow. So, so okay. it's, it's, it's obvious. It's, it's easy to like have those skills. I, I've talked to all my right. I talk to my cats all the time. <laughs> all right. Do you, talk, do you find like a odd similarity in the way you talk to your cats and the way you talk to your students? Yes. No, the the best part is like when I'm talking because because I study I teach at a um elementary school right I, I don't know how much of a difference the um the the English level will be at like a non elementary school like a, a junior high school or a senior high school but these kids have like no understanding of English and I have very little understanding of Japanese um or like the I have an understanding of Japanese but all my Japanese spoken language has come from talking to people at bars. Which strangely doesn't have a lot of um, overlap with children. We're talking to children in a classroom environment, so yeah, so it kind of sucks. So usually all I just say is one Japanese word, and then I say a bunch of English words, and they just like understand it, or maybe they don't understand it. I don't know. It's fun. Huh? All right. Well, it's it's an opportunity that's out there. We'll, maybe we'll revisit it in twenty twenty three. We like, I don't know. You, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, they might, your school might listen to this podcast and fire you. Possible. 
I might get Everyone fired for other reasons, but yeah. Oh, you, uh, are there any stories you want to tell, or are, are we going to preserve oh. those for the while being? I almost killed the child. Almost. Look, they, they were, okay. I, I knew that can, I hate can, losing. Can we joke? Can we joke about it? Or uh... well, I didn't kill the child, and they were never really in danger, so it's fine. Right. Uh, but essentially, what happened was we were playing volleyball, but not real volleyball because they're like in grade four, which sucks. I want to play real volleyball? Anyway, anyways, we're playing volleyball. Once, what? Well, normally, I just spectate and like watch the kids. Um, but they one team had like one less player, so I'm like, "Fuck yes, I finally get to play." But these kids are such hogs, fucking idiots. They don't listen to me. Um, anyways, uh, there was one ball that was like going into the corner, and none of the kids were going to get it. So I dove to get it, but I didn't realize that the gym floor is so slippery. So I just slid about a good ten meters. Um, luckily, there was no child. I like narrowly missed a child while I was sliding, and then I hit the wall, and no child was killed except my shoulder. That was it. But had I killed, had I hit right. that child, they probably would have died. All right, that that was a pretty uh pr- pretty stretch. That's a big exaggeration. I I want to say. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like you came anywhere near killing a child. It's possible. In another universe, right. well, at least it stood one meter closer. Uh, one meter. One meter is a lot of space. Come on. That's a, like that's a big. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. All right. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic. As you, you pick, this is a, it's okay. your turn. I wanted to do, uh, what did I want to do? I wanted to do this McDonald's thing just because okay. I want to, like, once again dive into. I feel like we haven't dove into American. You know, I, I've actually been vibing for, like, a, like a, like, like a burger, like a, like a fake beef burger. I don't know where to get. Fake beef in Japan. I don't know if it exists, but I'm gonna go look into that after this, because I do want to. Oh, uh, they don't do. Uh, they don't do the entire uh, like faux faux meat yet. It's, it's not big there yet, I guess. There is they, they they do, but it's like only like specialty vegan places that do it, and I don't I haven't seen a specialty vegan burger place. So I don't know. I don't think it's popular. All right. Well, anyway, uh, just to introduce this topic. I don't know if we talked about it last on the pod, but a couple of months ago, someone brought a suit against Burger King for false advertising, saying that the products in the commercials do, do not resemble the actual product at all. And uh, it didn't really specify exactly like the substance of the argument. And uh, so I think a couple of days ago, maybe last week, the same lawyer representing different people brought a similar suit against McDonald's and Wendy's for the same, basically the same reason. You know, your advertising is false. What you show in your commercials is not what you serve your customers. But this time, the reporters actually uh, revealed one of the key arguments they have against them. The last time when it was Burger King, I tried to go through court documents, but I didn't want to pay like $2 for them because they should be free. I don't know. The legal system is weird. Uh, but yeah, the little tidbit that they put in this article from Yahoo was that... Uh, they argued that the, the technique they use for the... So basically, to understand the way uh, the way you can film commercials for food in, in the USA is that everything in the commercial has to be an actual ingredient from the product. So there's little tricks you can do to get, get around it. Like if your product is like apple pie, right? It has to be actual apple pie. But you can have... Uh, what is it? You can have a bowl of Crisco, of, of vegetable shortening, 
that that will serve as a replacement as a as a prop for ice cream because apparently when you film it on camera, vegetable shortening looks better than actual ice cream. So you can do all those kind of tricks. Or what is it? Oh yeah, yeah. So like I think if you're trying to do a commercial for for whiskey, you can just use plastic acrylic blocks of uh, ice that look better than real ice because what you're selling is the whiskey. So there's tricks like that. These are this trick is not related to that. So. Establishing that you have to use that the commercial, it has to display the actual uh, food. They use a lot of tricks to you know make, to make it look better. For instance, uh, I think everyone knows a trick that they'll stack all of the ingredients inside the burger toward the front that's facing the camera. So you know inside, besides the meat, there'll be like tomatoes, pickles, you know onions. So they'll just put all them like right at the edge, the lip of the burger that's facing the camera, to make it seem like that's where that's the same ratio of fillings throughout the burger when they've actually just piled all of them on that side. Another thing they'll do is like they'll sometimes like spritz spritz something with water to make it look a bit more uh, shiny and appealing if that's what serves the product better, or they'll like spray it down with oil to make it look better. That's acceptable for some reason, even though like water that water and oil is not part of the burger. I'm not exactly sure on the details of that. Anyway, so those are the those are the ground rules that I understand as I as far as I understand. So the thing that they are doing here is that the trick they're using. In the, all these Burger King commercials, McDonald's, Wendy's, Wendy's and uh, Burger, Burger King, Wendy's, McDonald's, is that they are not cooking the burgers all the way through. And as you know, maybe as you don't know, because you haven't cooked meat in a really long time, if you cook meat, it loses like anywhere between like 15 to 25% of its volume because moisture just evaporates from it. It loses same, that much size. Same, so same the way veggies. Oh, oh yeah. I guess I guess we cook veggies. You'd be more noticing that. Like if you cook like greens, it, they lose like eighty percent of their size. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're cooking like, you, just, you put like a bunch of like kale in a pan, and like it's like down to like one bite in no time. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, so what they'll do for the commercial is they'll they'll basically only sear the outside of the meat, and the, there so there's not as much loss, and then they'll they'll use that, and so the patty looks much bigger in the commercial. Whereas in the U.S., basically every restaurant chain. They serve very, very well done burgers because uh, they don't have to by law. They can serve, you can serve any doneness of burger by law, but there was a E. coli scare in the 80s that killed like a bunch of children. So it's basically been taboo for the last 40 years to ever serve like uh, medium rare burgers in, in, in American fast food restaurants because like they, I don't know, they, they think the risk of PR is much worse than the flavor, I mean, which I, I don't know. I, well, I mean, I mean, like, it was cynically so. Maybe they actually really care about never killing children, but I, but I doubt that's the case. <laughs> anyway, Max is like for yeah, a good yeah. burger. I'm willing to trade a couple deaths. What's the what's the death? To... Hey, hey, <laughs> hey yeah, burger. yeah. Speaking of killing, ch- hey, you, hey, you were the one being who was being being very flippant about killing children early. early I didn't, I wasn't going to kill them. Probably just you know maim them for a very long time. All right. So um, anyway, I I thought this was really interesting because I think this is actually one of those cases where like the plaintiffs might have a case because usually. Uh, from what I understand, like all these commercial makers, like they they have a really good idea of what the rules are, and they're really good at towing the line and never actually breaking the rules. You know, this is a, this is like a science. There's like people whose entire job is I think they're called food stylists, is to like make these foods look as enticing as possible for commercials, and and they know all the rules and they know all the tricks and they know all like the loopholes to get away from this. But I think this is kind of interesting because. Uh, I feel like if you asked, like, I don't know, like a judge or a jury of people, like, they'd say, like, the difference between raw beef and uh, cooked beef is, like, substantive. It's, like, substantive, right? Like, in its quality. Maybe. I don't know. You don't have it. 
You know, you don't you don't think that like like like, like tartar is not a burger, right? Then those are two different dishes, I think. Yeah. Like, like how how much cooking transforms like a beef tartare into a burger? And that, and that's like a base, that's basically like a philosophical question. I that's almost not that's almost not like a culinary question. That's almost like philosophy in terms <laughs> of like what is what is the intrinsic nature of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think th- what's interesting about this right is the fact that uh, and I found this out re- not recently recently but quite recently is that you know when you go on say like Uber Eats or really whatever program um, and you see like a, a local chain that maybe not even a, lo- a chain like maybe just a local shop and it's and it's fucking it's it's meals looking delicious like the photos are looking fantastic and i always wondered um like how they get like such great photos for like just a small place like are they hiring a photographer but what's happening is oh. um, as far as i know uh oh, you mean japan as, no in, in australia as well oh, okay okay um as far as i know what's happening in australia is uber eats or, or the like um send somebody there to take photos of their food and like they'll construct the food for them and take photos of it. And it's like most appetizing, even though it looks nothing like that. So I found that interesting, like that even Uber Eats like understands the principle of like great photos on their website, that they'll send somebody to a to a shop that's doing like relatively well and take photos for them to like improve sales. Yeah, they'll, they'll just send them a food stylist. That makes sense. Yeah, I I thought you were gonna to touch on the Japanese thing where like they make the fake food and they put it in the display window, which is like really that, that's like that's like a much more like analog technology. But that that's oh, the, very the plastic very, food. Well, actually, never mind. I don't like I don't like call that analog. I, both both of these things are very very analog, even though you're using yeah right. But yeah, yeah, the plastic food, the wax, you know, they make it out of like wax and plastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you see the heaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that exists as well, yeah. but that's like different. Um, yeah, in terms of that, like actually having different. to make the food is a bit yeah. like more challenging and take photos i think like it's something that's always existed there like if everybody like for as long as i can remember even as a child you know like you would say oh look how good this burger looks and then you'd go you know to the place and it would never look that good um and i think that's part of the reason why i, I wouldn't want to say boutique burgers places but like i don't know like middle tier burger places have like started to grow especially in popularity especially in australia but they're not necessarily chains. Maybe there's a couple of them now around if the place does very well. But like the whole appeal of those places is like the burger's big. Like it's thick. It's a thick boy um, as opposed to like, an, uh, you know, even a McDonald's Big Mac is not very thick. Um, but it has like lots and lots of fillings. It's more expensive than a Big Mac, right? Like it's maybe like double or even sometimes triple the price of a Big Mac meal. Um, no, maybe even more than triple actually. I think about it. But like that's the whole appeal of that is like a burger that actually looks like, or I think that's the appeal of it. It's a burger that looks like, uh, the burger that you get that looks like the burgers that you see, on in advertisements. Yeah, so I, I gotta ask just as a general um, question, do do you guys actually feel uh, fooled by advertisements, or are you so jaded that you don't even uh, consume them at face value? Like, has there ever been a time? that you saw like a commercial and you were like, okay, I got to go get this product because it looks so good on TV. And then you were like, then you had it and it was like, God, this is crap. And were you like, well, I don't know what I was expecting. Or were you like just so just jaded from the start that you know, you know, you, you knew it was going to be nothing like commercial, but you, you got it anyway. I almost never go straight off of a commercial. If it's like something like food, 
normally I'll ask somebody, like somebody who like goes out to eat a lot. One of my friends who goes out to eat a lot, I'll usually ask them, like, oh, have you been to this place? Um, is it any good? And if they say it's good, then 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 we tend to go. That's like how usually we go to places. We very rarely just like I don't know what you want to call it, like cold go, like like off a whim go to to a place. Well, at least I don't. Um, like I'm a very, I'm, I'm that person who will always look at the reviews. If someone recommends like a place, I'd be like, all right. So what's um, what's Google? What's uh, Yelp or whatever the fuck the review thing is saying? Like I'll, I'll never just go somewhere without like checking if it's like not a terrible, terrible place. Yeah, I think for me it's that like, I'm just too cynical and jaded by it now. Like when I watch a commercial for for like a fast food chain, it's not that it's it's trying to. I don't see it and say, hey, the food's gonna you know, actually look like that. It's more that the commercial reminds me, hey, that chain exists. Maybe I should go there because I like their product, even if it looks completely different from the way it is in commercial. It's more of a, like a reminder. Like, that, that's that's how it is for me. I don't look at my food when I order it, so I don't care. Wait, what? I don't look, I don't care what the food looks like. Okay. So you're saying that so you only order, you order off a menu based on text. No, I'm saying like if you advertise a burger and it like it looks good, I guess. Like I don't care that the burger looks good in the commercial and I don't care that it doesn't look good when I order it. Like I'm just okay. if you're like here's a new burger with some random topping on it and i'm like oh that sounds like a good idea i'll go order it i don't care what it looks like but you don't feel a little bit uh fooled if uh the commercial is portrayed it had, had a lot of that topping and then when you actually get it it's not that much of that topping no i don't care all right i guess we're all i mean I, I care in the sense that like if i eat it and i'm like okay that could have used more of it but i don't care if like all that commercial so that there was going to be twice as much of no i don't care all right well i i guess that we're both all three of us are pretty jaded about that and uh, we just come to accept the way that's the way it is but uh, i still i don't know like wait would you guys how would you guys feel if commercials i guess it doesn't matter to keith because he says he doesn't care about how food looks commercials anyway but how would you feel if like all of these tricks were outlawed and these restaurants had to advertise the food in a much more honest and a much more like uh, realistic way. Like, would would you like? Would you mind? I think do, you, I, do you like the lie being told to you? I think we all like a little bit of lie, right? Like, like, like it's it's part of the allure of something in society to like for something to look better than it actually is. In not just food sense, but you know, like you've got the classic like to go back to the fitness analogy, like you know how fitness people like touch touch up their touch up their stuff in photoshop kind of thing you know just like to like everybody wants to be sold a little bit of a lie and as long as it's not too big of a lie i think most people are okay with that i mean generally speaking advertising works uh and it works for like a reason and i feel like if they had to advertise with like here's the food as presented by these underpaid workers in a kitchen who don't care. Uh, I've people would probably want all of it less. Yeah, I guess so. But, uh, I, well, 
but that, well that's that's like a entirely different thing though that's that's being like that's like the lie being told about you know the industry and the conditions but uh and that of course like you know if every, no if every but i mean it's bra- like because if that's what i'm saying you're saying if the rules weren't there or if the rules were in place where they had to show the food as it yeah. would actually look that's what it would look like and nobody would find that appealing like on television hmm. i mean i guess but uh i, I mean I, I guess this is sort of like a interesting thing because like even if even if mcdonald's commercials had to abide by those rules i think i, I would go to fast food places just as much or maybe that's what i think because because i don't know how much like subconscious effect these commercials have on me but like, right now I, I like to think that i like fast food for what it is like i i know what it is I know it's bad, but I still like it occasionally. So I, I personally like to think it wouldn't affect me. But then again, like we don't live in that world. Like there's no counterfactual to test it against. Well, I think I think it's two things, right? I think it's like I said, advertising works, so it's already worked on you, right? But also, you've already had the product as well, so it, like you already know that it doesn't matter. Right. So so maybe if uh, like these commercials had never existed from the start. McDonald's would never be this big. You know, it wouldn't be this self-perpetuating empire if not for these commercials that existed in, I don't know, the 60s and 70s. Yeah, I mean, that, that's possible. It's possible that we, that we only arrived here because of advertisements. Yeah, like like how many people are still looking at, and that's a good point, how many, how many people are still looking at McDonald's advertisements and being like, yo, like it, it's possible. It, it could look like that, maybe. We don't know. Possible. Yeah, I don't... Well, that's the thing. Like, I have no idea how much of it is, is that subconscious. Like them portraying it as delicious. I don't know how much it like, subliminally like, affects me. Because again, I, I think it's to me, it's more like Coca Cola ads with like a polar bear. It's like those ads don't tell me anything about Coke. It just reminds me, ah, oh, Coke exists. Maybe I'll have a Coke. And that's the same with McDonald's ads. That's how I perceive them. It's like, oh, McDonald's exists. I'm, like uh, yeah. even though I'm checking my even though I'm checking my phone every day for app deals, they, they don't they don't need to advertise me. They don't need to advertise to me that much. I think this this is probably the worst example to use because I feel like it's the burger that most resembles its presentation because it's like mostly simple, uh, but like a Big Mac, right? Like, you know what a Big Mac tastes like already, so you've already like decided, um, what your opinion of a Big Mac is. Uh, but if you had never seen a Big Mac before and it was just presented like slop, basically, uh, I feel like you would be more hesitant to try it in the first place. Like, I don't think I don't think fast food burgers are necessarily presented as badly as like food shown like as a like a joke on television, like these people can't cook. So they just like make the most gross looking food or anything like that but like there is it's definitely like in the middle between that and like pristine condition advertising food i feel like it would it would have a an an adverse effect on on sales definitely uh well isn't there some some evidence that suggests that they actually all these chains uh, once upon a time they actually did serve better food and like once they dominated the market they started serving worse food or or their quality control got worse like isn't there some some proof to that some truth I to that I have no idea I I, I hmm. I've always had that belief in terms of Domino's and Pizza Hut in Australia every couple of years I usually switch between Domino's and Pizza Hut because one like 
either price like it, it like gives you such a quality to price ratio like way higher than the other one like for example domino's had that five dollar pizza thing running for a very long time and like it's very hard to be cheap five dollar especially if you're not a meat eater where like the quality of the meat cuts is irrelevant to me because i don't eat meat like the quality of the crust cheese um and any toppings that i so choose um is more, more important for me and they had a really good deal and it was a really like overall really good quality you know there was a deep like something for, for pizzas is like a decent amount of spread on the toppings you know there's not too many toppings not too little toppings the toppings aren't all concentrated on like three slices for example um and i felt like uh domino's had that market tap like on lock and before that i was with pizza hut and then towards the end of probably like 2020 2021 domino's um quality side slip and everyone i knew also was like uh, and this is like you know tangential evidence but ironically enough that i don't know if this is the case everywhere but a lot of the times dominoes and pizza huts are like right next to each other in australia like if not like next door like within a tw- 50 meter radius of each other um and like me and my friends have usually like switched every couple of years between pizza hut and dominoes based on which one is like performing better at like a dollars to to taste ratio and i think that's always happened because like one of them gets popular enough that the other one needs to like either cut costs and like maybe operate at a bit of a loss or like a bit lower profit margin and like up their quality to get more customers and then vice versa like if once that happens and they get all the customers then they then they bring down the quality and then the other one does this thing that they did and it's like it's like a like a push and pull kind of thing between the two of them that's what i felt anyways i don't i don't have any proof of that that's what i felt all right that's uh like a nice minor conspiracy i guess is it, is it a conspiracy it makes it's like it's not like a conspiracy it's like it just makes business sense right like if 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 you're like competing against like i don't know how many like uh, i guess you guys have what's what's the other um pizza chains called oh, little, with little caesars little papa caesars John's. papa John's. you have those papa. but we we don't have any of those it's just domino's yeah. and pizza hut and then there's like boutique um pizza stores that like operate at a higher price range not really competing against them by any means mm-hmm. so for us it's like a two 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 horse race kind of thing so i think it makes like perfect sense for like them to compete against each other in that sense all right perhaps perhaps i'm not saying one of them's putting needles in the fucking other ones um <laughs> pizzas like that's not, that's not what's happening all right. Uh, you want to do a third topic? How do you feel? Um. Uh. Let's see. Let's let's do this. Um. Let's, let's end stuff today. Let's end with. I do have stuff to do, but um, I, like, Japan has this weird thing where nowhere opens up before ten a.m. Okay. Um. Even like grocery stores don't open till ten a.m. It's kind of weird. But if I want to like right. do groceries before I um, before All I right. go to work. So which I don't one? Know. Do- Okay, so which one do you want to do? Do you want do you want to do the e pimps of OnlyFans, or do you want to do the worst down badness in history? And the worst down badness is a nice topic. It's a fun topic. I think we should do a fun topic today, even though everything I we mean, do is so stupid. So. I, mean, I, I I mean to be honest, both of them are, are about being down bad. If you yeah. really want to dig into it, right, let's do the OnlyFans uh, just because I feel like we have more to talk. All right, cool. Uh, so New York Times 
Uh, they recently did a big uh, New York Times magazine, I should say, which is, I don't know, they separate their newspaper and magazine into, separate, into different things. I guess the magazine is like more long-form pieces. This is a pretty long article. And um, they, this guy went into the world of OnlyFans and basically found, he just basically like talked to a bunch of management companies that manage the models. And it's just uh, basically revealing stuff that uh, in retrospect should have been really obvious all along, but it's just... Even if you know that it, it, it was happening, and even if it's all completely makes sense in retrospect, it's kind, it's always still a little bit amusing, and maybe a little bit surprising to see it like revealed in such stark way, in such a stark way. But basically, yeah, it's it's revealing that all of the, the uh, not all, but a lot of the models on OnlyFans they're run by like um, they're run by these management firms, and they outsource basically they outsource basically all of the chatting, all of the personal the personalized messages to uh, basically labor farms in the developing world where there's a lot of people who speak English, like India or the Philippines. The Philippines was the one that was cited the most here. Uh, and yeah, so basically it was just a sort of, uh, it was a sort of, it was sort of, yeah, one of the things where when I read it, I was like, oh yeah, of course this is happening. But at the same time, it, it, made, it didn't make me any less sad. Okay, thoughts? Well, yeah, it's just interesting to like, have seen OnlyFans be like heralded as the way to um, uh, as the way to like have uh, sex workers um, you know get get out from under the middleman. Oh, I guess like I guess OnlyFans still exists as the middleman, right? Like there was the whole OnlyFans moving away from from porn or like pornographic material or not safe for work material that like p- pushed uh pushed o- open the fact that there's still a middleman. Um, uh, but like it's a, it's a, how do I say this? It's a middleman who has no, like, there's no input into your work, right? Beyond like setting up certain, yeah. certain right. features well, right. of you, the you, website. You, 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 you could argue that they don't generate, uh, as much value as they collect. Um, yeah, sure. But dep- yeah, I don't know. De- 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 depending on, depending on how communist you're feeling today. Yeah, depending on how communist you're feeling, um, and the same application can be put to many services who again host content for other people. You know, whether it be YouTube, Twitch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, I mean, again, like it's 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 so obvious that you know, like an individual mo- model probably doesn't have like the resources to set up like her own like a uh, chatbot farm, not chatbot farm, but like you know, whatever chatting farm in in a different country. So it makes sense that that they would go to like an agency. And you know they would work it out, and you know they get she'd give give them a cut. Like it, it, it makes sense. Like I, I, it's it completely makes sense why it happens. Yeah, it, it's more about like how do you, it's more about how do you feel about it. Uh, I like I don't. Okay, so so the the way they say I'm I'm like slowly reading this uh, story as as okay. like as we talk about it. So I actually know what the fuck all right. it's all about. Um, I'm not gonna do read you, all of it because to... long as fuck. But it's okay. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I read the intro. I mean, I'm, I... I'm not common intro person. I basically told you everything you need to know. Like, it's basically like all these models they're being managed by bigger companies that set up everything for them to make them as as appealing as possible, so that they can maximize the donations from lonely people by faking conversations, faking messages. So, so basically, it'll be like, uh, so, so like one of the things will they'll just have like a giant repertoire of this person's videos, and then the people who are managing it on other on the other end, they'll know like, hey. 
send this guy a quote quote private quote video or like a unique video that's you know supposedly unique to this person, but it'll just be something they have stored because it's yeah. it's very systematized. It's basically like a money making. It's it's a business. It's what every business becomes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's um. So so what I, what I found most interesting beyond the whole like you know Florida is where the real heart of the internet like people understand the real um use of the internet thing that was a, that was an interesting one the, the best one is is his post on instagram in november 2020 he posted on instagram recruiting people to work for him managing only fans pages only fans is a true opportunity for not just sexy girls but also guys as well what i'm proposing here is e-pimping so he's the guy who like brought out the word the terminology which was interesting yep that's funny on um but yeah like, like do I see anything inherently wrong with this? That's the question you should ask. Like, I'm not saying inherently wrong with, uh, you know, sex work or whatever. That's, I think the answer is obvious. No, there's no problem with it. Um, yeah. I, I, fe- I feel like I can find things I feel icky about at very at basically every stage. But with, if do I find anything wrong, that that I'm more unsure of. But yes, basically every stage, almost every stage of this feels a little bit like icky to me. But like, that, that's not enough for me to say this is wrong. Yeah, well, um, like it, it, it depends on. It's kind of, I guess, it's kind of similar to the, to the, uh, to the McDonald's and the streamers, thing, right? Oh no, oh, no. okay. Oh, streamers are the worst people. We've already established that. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Well, I, I, I feel like this. I, I feel like this is a little bit better because, in terms of like, this is better than streaming. Person... No, no, no. I feel like the advertising, the advertising is like. So at the end of the article, th- this is different because this could actually be, this is sort of like uncharted territory, whether this constitutes fraud or not. Like, yeah, there might be a reckoning, there might be a reckoning later. Legal reasoning. Right, right, right. Like, I mean, I think the reason why it's not happening now is like the guys who find out, like the person they've been chatting to is like a ran- random guy in the Philippines. Like they're too embarrassed to come out and sue them. But at some point, at some point, there's going to be like a whale who spent a lot of money yeah, and found out that the person they were chatting with wasn't free, wasn't who they thought they were. I think someone's gonna come out with a with a thing with a, with a I, lawsuit. I can't believe already. I can't believe this dude like thought. Hmm, the New York Times Magazine wants to write something on my like kind of fraudy um, account, and he just like gave them an interview <laughs> and was like, hmm, uh, "This is normal." Like uh, that, that that puts you on the fucking radar, my dude. I don't know if you should you should be taking that money and like putting it into a fucking account somewhere in a different country and get ready to like move it's, countries soon it's like that scene from the wire are you taking notes on a criminal fucking conspiracy yeah that's basically what this is right like it's well, not even a conspiracy you probably, know that scene. you probably know that scene if you have, even even if you haven't seen the show just because it's like a famous scene yeah famous uh meme as well famous line it's famous line i guess yeah yeah i've never watched yeah. the wire but i know that scene yeah, so the end of the article does like it does like point out that this is sort of like legally like new ground and not really sure. And like the article, the writer he suggests that the for something to qualify as fraud in the United States is it, it actually takes like a pretty high burden of proof. So it, this is probably okay, but definitely exists in a legal gray area, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, and anyway, there's there's some interesting bits. I, I mean, I suggest like if you have a subscription or if you have free articles left this month, go to the New York Times Magazine. Read. It's literally called "The E Pimps of OnlyFans" is the title. It's a pretty interesting article that just like lays out how this business works. There's some pretty interesting quotes from people in the industry. Like uh, there's a very sober, not a sobering, but sort of like a 
I don't know, philosophical con- contemplative segment where the guy who's in the Philippines working this says, hey, you know, it, it's a job and, you know, you do what you got to do to make, to get by in life. And I guess that's what these guys are, that's what I'm doing on my end. And that's what, the, you know, those guys are doing on their end. And I'm just like, huh, I guess this is all necessity. The, the guys chatting need to get paid and the, the guys who are ch- they're chatting with, like they need a sense of connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like as 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 illegal as it may be, it's always going to be funny to have people like uh, funny in in a sad way. Kind of thing, to have like people fall into like this kind of trap um, where you know, like I, I guess human connection is needed. Whatever yada yada, they're providing hey. a service. If you want to like look at it very very um, is it is there is there is there evidence that says like the loneliness business is more lucrative? Uh, in, in the 21st century than it was before or is it or is it one of those things where the loneliness business has always been there but the, the technology hasn't been there to exploit it like what, what do you uh, think it is you think I, people I, have always I, been... I think we are we're at a point where the lonely dudes who do debts um who i hate that word <laughs> very 90s of you very 1994 i love that i love that word it's hilariously bad um yeah uh yeah like before like you could get the lonely guys who were like willing to go outside and go to a strip club right but that's like only a small subset of the lonely people the real lonely people won't even leave their house and how do you get those people without the internet you can't so yeah i think it's a bit of the internet like the lonely people existed but we finally have the tools to exploit the lonely people whether Mm. whether there are more lonely people now than they've ever been that's probably true as well but you can yeah. you can just look at that from like. I've definitely tricks. read. Uh, I definitely yeah, but I've definitely also read like uh, what is it? There's specifically a lot of Japanese studies says like the percentage of like uh, hikikomori is like much high. It keeps going up every year. So there's yeah, there's, there's like empirical evidence that says like secluded lonely people are on the rise. So it, it's not just technology making this easier to uh, to exploit. To resolve, I don't know what you would call it. Well, it, also the fact that it can now be exploited makes it like the people who are who are like on the bridge of loneliness, I don't know, can like see that there's a way to like stay lonely while not being lonely. With all these options, like to do at home, like it increases because of that. I think. Well, so the people in this industry, they're they're incentivized to increase world loneliness somehow. Yes. So they should like invest their profits in like things that make it more comfortable to stay at home basically mm-hmm. definitely but but not something that's too high tech that they can't abuse like like sex you can't like sex robots that's too far i don't know if they're able to get into that business or maybe they are maybe that's what they're investing their money into sex robots um i mean i mean you know what's going to happen it's it's gonna be like the blade runner 2049 thing that's that's what it's gonna be yeah, yeah sex robots coming sex robots sex dolls already here uh, sex no, robots no, no. The, well the Blade Runner twenty forty nine thing is like so creepy because not creepy, but it's so uh, it's it's so I don't know I don't know what to call it. It's interesting because it's not, it's beyond the sex robot. It's like oh, such a, a human aspect to it. Yeah, it's like the projection of a fake. I don't know what, what, what do you even call it. Well, well yeah, like uh, human consciousness. That, that's what a oh. lot of um. That's what a lot of oh, like. Especially of a VTuber onto a human, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's a deep guy. Uh, that's when we know we fucking lost our lost our lives, lost humanity. Um, but yeah, it's it's like um, that's what Honestly, a, though, a bunch I, of sci-fi I, things. Use, I, yeah. 
so so here's like a random movie critique because it's been a long time since i saw that movie i i I think that uh the acting of the 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 uh the woman who was the who was like the physical person who was the the frame i should say the host i should say i don't know what what to call it her acting where she made it seem as where she seemed as uncomfortable and as like disgusted as possible it sort of made the scene it was obviously that they told her to act that way just to make this scene feel like really like uncomfortable but i think like if that technology actually existed in real life people would be and i think people would be pretty positive they would be generally positive toward i don't know i'm just saying they wouldn't be as negative as like it's perceived in that in the movie that's my random movie critique yeah um the, the movie thing that i was gonna bring up is like how all sci-fi all sci-fi things that have any like ai influence usually have like no i shouldn't say all but usually a lot of them have the whole like when you know you know somebody's consciousness must be poured into this and usually it's the creator of the of the ai right whose consciousness is like a part of it or maybe if it's not their consciousness they like they like mirror the consciousness of somebody they know or somebody they love into that thing right um again like even in like anime you see that with like uh minor spoilers for a fucking uh, 25 year old uh anime but like in neon genesis evangelion where um shinji's dad like i forget their fucking names uh, uh he like you know supposes his wife's um image and like emotions onto you know ray so like it's a, it's a common like a trope in like any sci-fi I think to have like the AI's consciousness be based usually on an actual living per- or once living person, right? Yeah. But oh, I don't, I don't also, know if that's the case oh, for uh, Blade Runner, right? Like Blade Runner, I think is like they just like supposed what a consciousness of somebody of the of the uh, yeah. person who they're selling it to would like. Yeah. Well, 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 like the one of the reveals of the movie, like later, that's supposed to be crushing, is that this uh, AI program that he was like, so in love with was actually like a mass-produced AI program that that shit ton of people got. Yeah, yeah. And like, and it's sort, it's I don't know how ambiguous it's supposed to be in terms of like, hey, was this AI like, yeah, you because know, it's an AI, right? Like maybe AIs can have like real feelings, and this particular AI, like you know, this had feelings for him, or is it not a, not a, not that way at all? They're all programmed to be this way from the start. Hey, that's how I feel about dogs, by the way. You know, that's how I feel about dogs. They Dude, they that's... might gen they might genuinely love you, but we did program them to do that. So just 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 know just just know that. Okay, uh, let's 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 end it at that. Let's end it at that wild take from Max. Oh, okay. I said that a while. Okay. Uh, well, let me let me just wrap up this article with like an interesting one okay, interesting observation at the end, at the end of the article. Uh, basically, there's a little anecdote at the end where the, this guy, the, the self-proclaimed uh, e-pimp, talks about how he's having trouble with one of his models getting her the money he thinks like she should earn. Oh, because the, the last chick? Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Because she, she's she's basically too. He says she's too beautiful. She's unattainable, and like people actually like like the people who are uh, who look more you know girl next story. Yeah, it's the common girl so next I, door so I, trip, right? So, I, so I, I thought that was just like an interesting part of the business. And it sort of like goes to, it sort of hammers the point home that they're not selling actual like, uh, I mean, to some extent, they're selling like, you know, like beauty and like sexiness, but mostly they're selling the sense of like companionship. Yeah, I think, right. I think, I think it's just the, the girl next door syndrome. It applies even to, um, you know, the internet. Ne- oh. An event. 
Okay, what, what uh, one final tangent? Okay. This reminds me of, of the people who uh, who engage in financial humiliation play online, where where, where they'll find oh. like a a, a, do- a financial dominatrix. It basically, it's the weirdest fetish. There's an article about it somewhere. I forgot where it was written, but uh, like these people, like they get a rise out of like someone telling them to like give me. <laughs> Basically, tell, telling them to give them all their money, but in a sexy way. Like I, I don't, I don't know how you pull that off, but apparently, it's uh, a lot of people who are running these like, these financial domination accounts are men, who are also just like exploiting these people. But at the same time, uh, the article suggests that the people who are getting off on it, like they don't particularly care that the person who they're talking, they don't particularly care if the person they're talking to is real. Like they, it's not that important. Like for them. The fact that they're getting this weird, like, uh, psychosexual relationship is uh, is the point. I don't know how this. I don't know how this connects to uh, that. Actually, you know what? Now I think about it, I'm not sure how this connects to this this OnlyFans story, but it did remind me of it somehow. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's um, that's right. a good go, comparison. Go read that too. Go read that too. Go Google financial domination. I don't know. Man, he, he, I don't he, know what you Keith Google. can put it in the Art. the show notes. Whatever. It's a, you know what, if I knew the, if I remember the publication, it'd be easy, but uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was Vice, maybe it was something, whatever. I'm not maybe searching that up, I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm not searching that up. All right, so I'm recommendations. All right, let's go, I'll go first. Um, I have been listening to, other than listening to Kendrick's album, which I may or may not be updating my review to become slightly more positive. Oh, you know what? It was also the New York Times. Both both of these articles are in the New York Times. Just just so just you know. Just actual smart fucking publication. It's supposed to be the good one. Not article. not the same writer, but just 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 in case you were thinking they have someone on the uh, internet king speed. It's a different writer. Damn, they don't have that dude. All right. Well, anyways, um, yeah. Other than listening to a bunch of Kendrick's uh, new album, I've also been listening to early O's to mid O's to late O's pop punk. And I was last night listening to um, Fallout Boy's classic album, uh, <clears throat> Under the Oak Tree, from, from Under the Cork Tree, sorry, not Under the Cork Tree, from Under the Cork Tree, and probably my favorite song from that album, maybe my favorite Fallout Boy song is Sugar We're Going Down. It's just like the perfect amount of like anthemic um, moments to like stupidly like cringe lyrics that only were not cringe for like a three-month period when you were 14 um but you know it's it's great i love it you know and yeah fallout boys are great great band even though every like the problem with pop pop punk right is eventually you get too, too old to be singing about your 15 year old troubles um even though you're already too old to sing about them when you started becoming popular <laughs> Yeah, but but the thing is, like, it doesn't matter. Like, your nostalgia, your fans' nostalgia, will carry you well into your seventies, as we can see with with every dad rock band. So don't yeah. don't worry. You, you can. Like, it's cringe, but it, um, it pays who, the bills. Who's, someone's back. Um, Michael Romance is back, right? They're, they're releasing a new album. Maybe it's come out already. I don't know. Yeah, and wasn't there like uh, I remember everyone like everyone my age was super hype about some sort of festival like in in Cali or Nevada that Is was that just gonna just be yeah I, was, I remember that one oh uh, yeah. it was canceled yeah, there was some there was some fucking emo fest that was gonna be headlined by like basically everyone like Counting Crows uh, Dashboard Confessional Fallout Boy you know all, all like everyone of that ilk yeah from that era was gonna be there and yeah you know it's gonna keep happening that's not the first time man. like yeah look at, look at all of these. Cl- Look at all these dad rock, classic rock bands. Like Rolling Stones are still, they're still touring, right? Even after their drummer died. 
Um, I don't know if they're still touring. They usually like take breaks, but I think they still are. They haven't. They haven't officially stopped touring. Is what I'll say. Like they they toured recently. Is is what I want to say. So yeah, they're in Munich yeah. in like a week. Yeah. So touring. just just hey, as time goes on, people they tend to. I don't know. Like time seems to make people like, uh, you know, if they didn't like a song first, it makes people like come around to them. So maybe in the future, Sugar We're Going Down is going to be like regarded as like a great classic of the era. You never know. Mm-hmm. Let's go. All right. All right. Uh, Keith. Yeah. Uh, my song is "No Effort" by Princess Nokia. Recent release. Uh not much really to say about it i don't know it's a good song huh you know what we'll take your word for it we hope you take your keith's word, keith's word for it uh i'm gonna go with uh song is coming down by the dum dum girls and uh it's just basically very waxy stuff i like uh alt frock songs where women wail a lot so yeah that, that's what it is <laughs> yeah all right sweet okay and that concludes a rather horny episode i think um or maybe not rather horny maybe just the last last part was horny um for, for a false advertising a episode theme but you know what's not false advertising the advertising that i'm about to give you if you go to www.coffee that's ko-fi.com slash the jujus you can give us money and we're real people we, we are like i'm a real man as far as i can tell i'm i'm, I'm not a you know i'm not a, a farm bot i'm an actual real human being and I, I i'm willing to if you have the right offer of money um transfer my consciousness to any ai that you want uh, um i'll split it evenly 90 10 uh with the rest of wax half full um and if you if you want for some reason to have wax you can also do that keith keith i don't know if keith is willing i know wax is definitely down to like have his consciousness be part of a mass-produced ai um yeah (laughs) uh regardless uh thanks for listening and as always we'll see you guys next week